We are back yep. in 2020 on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. Welcome to the Mansion 2, the second version, the the, the uh, sequel. Thanks for having us here, uh, Big Ugly. Thanks for having us down in the palatial mansion. How you yep. doing, man? Happy I'm New Year. Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody here. That's right. Yeah. Everybody here, we got guests. Yeah. Let's let's just shout them out right now because they're here and thank you very much for that. So we got uh, the one and only C M Funk, the king of non-social media hashtag no hashtag, uh, chilling with uh, Chick Fil A and vitamin water and uh, what what is that fruit? Fruit is that fruit? <laughs> that is fruit. We're, we're brought to you today by fruit. Brought to you today by fruit. And uh, we got another uh, good friend of mine, long time, personal, close, long time, Gene Oakland said that a long time ago, but, uh, you know, and uh, hopefully back in my life on a consistent basis for uh, hopefully a long time to come. He is uh, EWA Wrestling, but also he's my friend, uh, Chris Schoen. Welcome, Chris. Back. Welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Thank Podcast. You. It's been a while. I have a water and some trees in case anyone cares. There's no fruit to be found. <laughs> No fruit to be found. And uh, speaking of that, we got the Reese's trees from the Christmas time. And then, you know, shout out to Reese's. And I got a Pepsi Zero Sugar over here. So we're going to be going and going here. So it is 2020, episode 76, Big Ugly. We were talking offline before we got in here. This is almost four years we've been doing this. Yeah, man. Time has been flying, man. Wow. It yeah. has been flying. And just, just a minute ago, we were working together in the same company. And right. then we split off in the similar company. And then we went to completely different companies. Yeah. But we're still here, man. And we got a lot coming up in 2020. We're going to start off this year with, uh, and I think we talked about this on the last podcast, episode 77 will be Royal Rumble Live. We'll be doing that again. So uh, you're welcome to join us at the actual mansion number one for that, Chris, NCM Funk, of course. Oh, thank you. Appreciate so we'll be appreciate the invite. <laughs> watching both Rumbles, men's and women's, and uh, we'll be doing it live as uh, the clock counts down and the people come out and... <laughs> exactly right. Actual reactions, and uh, we might even throw an interview in the middle there for yeah. the folks because we got to talk to Matt Temby again, man. Yeah, man. It's the beginning of the year. Perfect time to get him back on. Talk about this uh, fitness. Everybody making those New Year's resolutions. That's right. Personal. Yeah. I might have to jump on that because <laughs> <laughs> we're eating Reese's trees at ten o'clock right. in the morning. That's a good point. <laughs> so, Matt, I don't know. I if hope you would... don't listen to this. Well, broccoli's a tree, right? So they're basically a vegetable. Yeah. Right. You know, so, Matt, if you're listening, we'll behave ourselves once we get the interview yeah. on the podcast. And that'll be like the fourth or fifth interview we've done with him. Yeah. So thank you, Matt. We'll start on Monday. We'll start on Monday. Have it. <laughs> so whenever you're listening to this, we'll start on Monday. We're not saying which one. <laughs> it's every Monday, actually. <laughs> every Monday. So we'll do the Royal Rumble Live. That'll be fun. And then a couple of us. Uh, and including Jason Tucker, that's a name that we don't hear very often. Um, not Justin Tucker, right. Jason Tucker. J- Jason, don't call me right. Justin Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be heading out to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Wells Fargo Center for the Elimination Chamber. Did you get a jump on that? Too? I will be going, but I haven't got a ticket yet. I'm sure you will. It's, it's one of those things that every time I go to Philly, I just show up and get a ticket there because they release <laughs> a bunch. They do. I'll have to check and see if, we, uh, if I can get you because we, we got the uh, two suite. Uh-oh. We got the thing going there. It's uh, it, um, and suite level two suite. And uh, I'm going to check with my guy. And if, uh, if you can get in, if I can get a few more people in, you're welcome to join us. Uh-oh. 
So that's going to be cool. Justin, Jason, Tucker is going to go with us. Elimination Chamber for the first time. We're going to see that structure live and in use. Um, who knows if they'll do any other modifications to it this year. They've uh, restructured it a little bit. And you can't uh, fall on the grates on the inside anymore. It's now all padded. Hopefully it's not in any kind of red light or blue <laughs> oh, light God. or I anything they, I like that. I hope they paint it red. <laughs> <laughs> red lighting. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You can't see anything. If, Bray, if, if the Fiend is in it, then something's going to happen. But hopefully that's not the case. If he's the champion still by then, he should not be in the chamber. So so I don't know if you went to the last one in Philly where it's the Punjabi prison match. Mm, it was in Philly. It was, and it was unwatchable. Really? You could, like we were in the upper deck and you could not see what was going on in the ring. Oh. And they raised the video screen above the rafters because they had to put the cage where that was. Right. So literally we're just staring at yellow. Oh, and good we're lord. Just like and when uh Grey Kelly's music hit, mm -hmm. we thought the match was over. But he just like walked out. We're like, oh, I guess this is a run-in. We, like, we have no idea what's going on. You said Grey Kelly and run-in in the same sentence. Walking. <laughs> I'm just saying. So uh, that live, I think that was the one or second time. Maybe that's only happened twice in WWE history. But you were there and saw it live, so it was right. not watchable. That was the draw, honestly. Like It was like, I've never seen a Punjabi prison match. Let's go. Who was the opponent? But you still it was Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And technically, you still haven't seen a Punjabi I still have not. <laughs> it was Orton and Jinder. <laughs> yeah. And then Greg Kelly just wandered on out. Oh, right. Back with the Jinder Mahal uh, yeah. push. Yeah. Jinder Mahal. My so favorite they, time in wrestling. They say that title run didn't work but it sold me a ticket because i was like i gotta see the punjami and gender that must have been the second one because the first time it happened was um was great Kali in the match not actually doing a walk-in and I, I don't know if it was big show or batista or both of them i think i think it was done. supposed to be Kali, but it was ended up being big show and undertaker oh right because like everyone had like kidney stones i don't remember what they Ouch. had and it, but then there was a um, Batista Kali right. prison match. Like, okay, like at least three, I think. Yeah, I think three. Man, well, I mean, if they're gonna build it, they might as well use <laughs> it right, right. once or twice. Um, but yeah, okay, a lot of history there. I mean, we got history, and um, we got a lot of things going on in the world. Uh, so let's just go down the sheet. I got some notes, and if anybody wants some, to jump, some in. real stuff going on in the world. <laughs> some real stuff going on in the world. Um, so, uh, of course, we're going to talk about EWA Rage in the Cage, every single match in a steel cage, which is going to happen uh, two weeks from today when we're talking here, but it's uh, actually going to be uh, Saturday, January 18th, 2020, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Tickets are available right now, aren't they, Chris? They are, and I actually just got word that Front Row is sold out. Wow. But general admission is available, and it's a big building, so <laughs> and we may bribe the fire marshal if need be, so come on out. And that's always uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest show of the years. We have uh, pushed from fire codes uh, in <laughs> yes. the past on that one, and for any firefighters who happen to be watching or volunteer or career or otherwise, it's okay. We're, we're not doing anything wrong. If they're standing room only, they're, they're standing up, but we won't break fire codes. No, no, we're just joking, wink. <laughs> And, but, we, and we thank you for your service. Yes, yeah, yes. we sure do. We Fire sure man. do. Big Ugly, what's going on in your world? So what's going on in the world? You mentioned the world. What's going on in the world? Um, well, I mean, I'm sure everybody heard that there's a potential World War III, um, I, which could be a little bit of an overstatement. But, WCW's you know, uh, coming back with the pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Three ring yeah. battle. Three rings, Sorry. Yes. Three yeah. rings, three yeah. camera angles. <laughs> in concept, I'm sorry, I'm cutting off. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> in concept, yeah. the match is actually a cool gimmick but when it happened in 95 
everyone had 32 inch TVs. So you're literally like squinting. <laughs> I remember renting the v- the VHS tape for 96 and I'm just like, you can't see a thing because my TV's too small and there's three split screens. This right. is terrible. So would, it, would that work now with everybody with 50, 60 inch TVs at minimum usually? Uh, would that be better now? Picture and picture and picture? I think it would. Okay. Honestly, I think if they did one over um, in uh, Saudi Arabia, like the three oh. ring... Sure, Give three me. ring circus yeah, over there. Yeah. I mean, they've done the greatest Royal Rumble right. over there and, and the greatest tag team. Why not the greatest battle royal in history? Why not? So, Big Ugly, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We no, no, yeah. got off track talking about old yeah, school WCW. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Everything goes back to wrestling. It does. Yeah. The whole world is a gimmick. Go We're ahead. all going to die. But... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so, no, I mean, pretty much, I'm sure, you know, most people heard that uh, one of the top Iranian generals of the uh, their Royal Guard um, unit um was 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 killed in a drone strike uh, yeah. by the U.S. Um, you know, and uh, essentially, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name was like Suleimani or something like that. Okay. But uh, um, you know, he had been a general that's been training a lot of Iranian proxies in the Middle East uh, that had also been responsible for you know some uh, attacks on Saudi oil fields mm-hmm. and also the most recent attack on uh, on the embassy, the U.S. embassy in Iraq. So um, they launched a drone strike to. Uh, to execute them, which they did, and so now uh, Iran has vowed to, uh, you know, retaliate in some form, which we don't know what it will be. Um, so I know everybody's making a lot of like World War Three uh, references, which I, you know, I, I don't want to understate the severity of what happened, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to overstate it either. I don't think it will come to that. I don't think Iran wants a full blown out uh, war. But, I mean, they do have to show some kind of strength, so I do think they will retaliate. And it's sad to say, but it's one of those things where you kind of do have to just sit and wait and uh, see what happens. So Yeah. Well, we're, we're, st- we're still here, um, yeah. which is good. So do you think this is something that's getting blown up by social media? And, you know, if this, ha- if this happened, say, 20 years ago when we were just talking about this WCW World War Three thing, you know, that would have been on... You know, NBC, ABC on the news, maybe. But now we got social media blowing everything up and all kinds of outlets. Do you think that's fueling this? Um, fueling it in, in so much of a way of retaliation, like what's going to happen, like how it's going to happen. Is social media beefing this up? Yeah, I mean, social media, I think, is definitely going to play a part because people's imaginations are just going to run wild and they're just going to, like, you know, post anything, you know, which is why I feel like we're getting like the World War Three yeah. comment thing, you know. Um, but, you know, um, but at the same time, I think that the retaliation, I mean, that that itself just came from Iran. So, you know, mm-hmm. that that doesn't really have anything to do with social media. Um, okay. But the severity of it, definitely. Social okay. media can start to oversell it a bit. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Selling. Yeah. Social. Yeah. CM Funk, what do you think about this gimmick? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm really not trying to underplay this, but it's, I, everything I, comes back to wrestling. Like to, be honest, to be honest, I really like the three ring setup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we never right. got off that conversation. Um, That's okay. Is that, it wasn't, <laughs> apologize. I, uh, what about the Iron Sheik? I mean, yeah, uh, what side is he on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he lives right here in America, but, uh, you know, he plays the Iranian. You think Sergeant Slaughter will turn uh, heel again? Yeah. I mean, that that was interesting. He had death threats when yeah. that happened. Uh, he did. Um, but, that, no, as, you know, what's, what's going on in the world legitimately, you know, we just hope for, we just came out of the holiday season. Let's have peace. Let, let's do something. Let, let's kind of keep it going, you know, keep the keep the world rolling in a positive direction. Hopefully we can just get past this, and the next time we have a podcast, we're all Rumble Live, you know, this will be behind us, hopefully, a little bit. So, 
Uh, other than that, we're uh, going on in the world. You know, we are going to talk about Star Wars in this podcast. Uh, there will be spoilers. Speaking, so, speaking of wars. So, <laughs> yeah, speaking of wars. Um, as Star Wars. And uh, when we get to that point, we will say it again. There are spoilers coming ahead. So uh, right now, we're going to just, we're giving a little preview of that but when we get there we will say spoilers because all four of us in the room have seen it and several other people in the world have seen the, the movie couple yeah uh, what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> fix your life go to the movie you know and it's during the holiday season so everybody should have been seeing the movie already yeah um and we will get to that point we will talk about that and we also got to throw out a shout out to the baltimore ravens who are the number one seed in the entire nfl and have home field advantage all the way through and have a break um, uh, I know the Cowboys did not make it into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, no. Ugly. And, um, they had a shot. We had a shot. Eight things had to happen. Well, yeah. Well, it was, it was two things. But <laughs> no, I'm thinking another team. I'm sorry. Yeah, but no. two things. Yeah, right. so yeah. Raiders, we had to win. It was the Raiders. Right, yeah. right, right. We had to win, and then the Eagles needed to lose, but they won. Right. We did win our game, but it didn't matter. But you know what? We got Jason Garrett is gone now. Who's I the saw coach. that yesterday. So, you know, hopefully uh, – like a true Cowboys fan, next year uh, is Always our year. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a Packers fan, and things looked pretty bleak. And then they got rid of the coach, hired a new coach, and yeah. then number two seed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Packers Yeah, Packers really shocked me this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, like I said, die hard. I, I went to the Kansas City game this year, Yeah, which was a blast. But That's cool. Soft pictures of it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... Any given Sunday, right? Any right. given year. Yeah, that's a, a that's the beauty about football. Like baseball, the teams are pretty much you know who's going to suck, who's going <laughs> to rule. And then football, it's like oh, this year they were this, they were two and eight, two and fourteen, I guess. <laughs> this year they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And how about those Dolphins? Let's yeah. talk about them beating New England Patriots in New England. It's about all we got this year. So, um, so you yes. just wanted them to bomb to get that yeah. first draft choice. Yeah, yeah, well, I did, but um, but yeah, they for, stopped for that. the rest of the NFL community, uh, you're welcome <laughs> for, uh, for knocking the Patriots down to a wild card. So uh, yeah. that's incredible. That though. was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the last week of the NFL when Miami Dolphins have absolutely nothing to gain from that, but they went into New England, they beat New England, and took them from a second seed first week bye to a fifth or sixth seed wild card where now they got to play all the way through. I, I got no love for the Patriots. No, no offense to anybody who might have them on this podcast, listeners. We appreciate you, but um, nah, man. <laughs> Who do they play? Tennessee? Titans, yeah. Okay. It's going to be a matchup, man. That's, that's going to be hardcore. And if they win, they go to Kansas City. So it's like... It's going to be a rough road for the Patriots this year. Mm. And the Ravens potentially have who? It's Houston or... Yeah. Basically, if Tennessee wins, they play Tennessee. <clears throat> okay. If the Patriots win, they play the winner of Houston and Buffalo. Right. Right. Okay. So, yeah, there's three three teams possible. A couple right. of teams. Right. And that'll be on... Uh, the, the fir- our first game, our playoff game, will be on Saturday, January 11th at 8.15 p.m. And then when the AFC Championship happens, that'll be on the Sunday, not yes. the Saturday. Because <laughs> we had that problem before. Yes, uh, at EWA we had a show that ran up against the Ravens and the Broncos. And it, the game started at 4, so we were like, okay, the, it'll, it'll be tight, but we'll make it work. And then the game went to double overtime. Yep. <laughs> and our crowd was non-existent. Right. And half the roster was up at McAvoy's watching the game. <laughs> Myself included. Oh right. my God. I, I, I was on the second half, so I knew when I needed to come back. <laughs> I was backstage in between segments watching it on... 
Uh, you know, we didn't have 4G at back then. Was it, it a was, playoff game? Oh, it was. Okay. That was the uh, the, the Hail Mary to um, uh, from Flacco to, what was his name? Oh, no, Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs. That was cool. I, I mean, and I think by the time we got to our intermission, that game had ended. Or was close to it. It was close to it, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, man, yeah, we had, that was our biggest show of the year, every single match in a steel cage, it was the cage show, and nobody was there. Right. And we understand why. Right. But, when the game ended, our second half was flooded, overcrowded probably. So that's still pretty cool, still selling tickets and everybody came back. And, and even our roster members, including <laughs> yourself, came back. I know um, some people got heat for that, I just oh, they did. scooted around like... What's up, guys? I remember a couple people specifically, and we were kind of shuffling around to make sure we could get the segments off. Uh, and there was some uh, there was some heat back there, um, but that was cool. No, it's cool with the Ravens doing what they're doing. Uh, it's cool that uh, Lamar Jackson is doing what he's doing. You know, he's sort of a you know just a uh, centerpiece now for the, for the community, and he's not doing anything stupid, not saying anything stupid at this point in time. Um, and he's the whole team's doing great, but Lamar Jackson's a good focal point too, and. You know, it's great for the Ravens. And then you said every, any given Sunday, so, you know, whoever wins these games going forward, it's one and done. So we'll right. see what happens. But we got home field advantage, and we're going to have a completely healthy team coming off of two weeks of rest. So that should be fun. Let's uh, let's talk about 2019 a little bit, and then we'll take a break and come back and do Star Wars, EWA stuff, and kind of things like that. So what was the best part of 2019 as far as professional wrestling goes? We've had a lot to talk about. The inception of AEW and NXT rising, doing what they're doing. Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown now on Fox. Um, live on Fridays, of course. Uh, and, you know, got a whole lot. To, let's start with the Big Ugly, my partner. What was your biggest takeaway of 2019? Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania, which we actually got to see live and CM Funk, you did as well. You went out, did you? Yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's right, that's right, you were there. Um, all of us saw it live at MetLife. Stadium, which was great. Uh, totally unexpected finish. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. Um, so, so what was your favorite part of Kofi Mania? The build-up, the, uh, you know, kind of the... Yeah, I like the. I think the whole the whole shebang because, you know, as we talked about, it, there was a lot of build-up, of yeah. course. And then I didn't expect the win. You mm-hmm. know, I thought uh, I thought Dan Bryan was going to get the win. So, yeah. to hear the pop and to be a part of that experience, to actually be there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To feel that emotion, like... That was great. And how did you feel about uh, the next I'm, six months? I'm black. <laughs> Are you serious? I did not know we're on a podcast. We can't see each other. John Cena. Um, so, <laughs> so you like that? So the buildup kind of came out of the out of social media. You know, everybody wanted something different, something new, and Kofi stepped up to the plate. And you know, they changed a couple of things going out 2018 and 2019. And then he had a six month run as a champion, and it ended in eight seconds when. Uh, the premier of Fox, Brock Lesnar, just yeah. trashed him. So, what do you think about all of that? Was that was it a good run? Did, did it work? Um, is Kofi now back down? Not down. Back into where he should be. Will he come back up again? What do you think? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, I think you all know that. Like, you know, I haven't been pleased about the Brock Lesnar thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think other people as well. I think he had a good run. Like, you know, up until that point, I think it was decent. I'm not going to say he was one of the top. You know, he wasn't no John Cena kind of run, you right. know. Uh, but, you know, I think it was decent. I think he has a chance of getting back up. I think that he's his aura and the new day in general has captivated audience enough where I think he could potentially get another run depending on who the champion is and if the crowd is soured on him and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah. So, Kofi Mania. Yeah. That's your takeaway. CM Funk, how about you? 
Uh, full disclosure, I'm white. Um, <laughs> Are you but, serious? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I actually enjoyed Kofi Mania, uh, the build up to it more than anything else and all. Um, I thought they did a good job with that. Um, but uh, for me, my favorite uh, 2019 deal would have had to be the. Thugonomics. Uh, yeah, well, Thugonomics <laughs> was higher on my list. But um, but no, it couldn't, couldn't beat out the Wednesday Night Wars or, well, the quote unquote Wednesday Night Wars, uh, NXT and AEW and there all you just. Go. Just a shot of something new and fresh in uh, wrestling, which needed it because Raw and SmackDown were so stale. So, yeah, at this point, but and Wednesday nights are good. They've been battling back and forth. I mean, there's really no clear cut dominant right now. Uh, they're all kind of the, the, the shows are kind of taking shape, and it's been good. And um, you know, just love to see what's going on. Do you do you have a preference? Do you have a winner right now, or is it still? I'm always anti the machine, so um, <laughs> AEW for me uh, just reminds me of WCW and and kind of their not having the money to compete head to head with WWE, but doing their best and having the more intriguing wrestling and and even some of the more intriguing storylines, even though they don't build very well yet, but you know they're still finding their feet. So. Sure. Um, but but NXT man, you can't uh, for people that haven't gone and watched and tuned into an NXT show, got to watch it too because they're amazing what they're doing on that. So it's very true. And uh, I, I got to say, for as long as WCW's been gone, nineteen or twenty years now, we've talked about it more in the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty interesting how it still lives on. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I, I do agree with you. The Wednesday Night Wars, uh, or quote unquote, definitely fun. And we were there um, to see the first inaugural mm-hmm. AEW television show. You were there yes. too. Um, and gotta did, be there for history. That, that's right. That's what we had said. <laughs> yep. You know, that's the first live AEW show, uh, and they did a good job with it. And they're still going. So, yeah. and uh, were you there for Full Gear as well, Chris? Yes. Okay. Did you go to um, Starcast? I did not. Okay. No, it's we, too rich for my blood. And I'm a big, you, you've seen my collection of photos. And yeah. I'm a big, big convention guy, but they've just jacked the prices so high. Mm. Just not my thing. I mean, it's pretty cool that they're doing that, you know, and they're following around and doing the StarCast. There is a lot, I mean, there's a lot of money involved, but there's a lot of stars involved, a lot of names. Uh, so it's pretty cool. What was your biggest takeaway for 2019 professional wrestling? Uh, also, I loved Kofi Mania, and with that, like, the thing I love about wrestling is the moments mm-hmm. and Kofi winning and the celebration and the crowd reacting like those, the matches come and go mm-hmm. like the other yesterday I was looking up how many times I saw Hushin Thunder Liger wrestle ah, for a he, tweet or whatever. Cause yeah, he's retiring. Just retiring. Now, and yeah. I was like, I don't remember. I was looking up cards. I was like, I was at this show, but I remember nothing from it mm-hmm. whatsoever. But I will always <clears> remember <throat> Kofi winning and the crowd reacting. I remember like being at the, CZW Ring of Honor Cage of Death where Homicide comes out and the crowd goes absolutely like, it's those moments that stick with me not matches feel you so definitely Kofi Mania was one of those moments and anything that happened after that doesn't really even matter the win was what was important mm-hmm. for Kofi that moment at Wrestlemania yep and then he celebrated with his family in the ring and the fireworks and you know good 10 minute celebration you know they didn't they they, they didn't have a shortage of time apparently during that show because <laughs> we were all still there after midnight did, did that, yes. I don't know. We probably talked about that during WrestleMania. Did that take away from Becky's moment? I mean, we all kind of saw that one coming, um, but it was a 12.30, 1 o'clock at oh, night. Yeah, I for mean, sure. I was beat. I had a, by that time, I had snuck on the floor. and I, <laughs> like I was Where I was at, it was right by the floor, so I just kind of like walked down there, and then I saw someone I knew in a section that had empty chairs, mm. like commemorative chairs. Wow. I'm like, 
wait for security to turn, just sit with them and watch the main event on the floor. Yeah. And then steal a chair as I <laughs> Did you do that? Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, I was like a ninja because they're trying to check tickets and mark things. And they're like, hold on. And I just like walk past a guy, walk past another guy. And then some guy like touches my shoulder and I just kind of like, whoop. Do a, do a swim move for those listening at home. And then I, I had two chairs, actually. One for my friend who we didn't buy tickets in advance. We were like, ah, prices will go down. They did not go down. <laughs> so I was able to get one on Ticketmaster for face value right by the in the 100 section they had just released for like 300 bucks. I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> and SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, tune in. <laughs> I want all, everyone to listen except for <clears throat> don't <tell> <laughs> So, yeah, so I got a commemorative chair that's sitting in my basement, which is awesome. That's cool, man. But, uh, yeah, for the 2019, it's definitely AEW. It changed the game, changed the contracts, changed the entire infrastructure, gives, gives wrestlers options. Even if they don't sign with AEW, they have the leverage of, like, hey, my contract's up. I could go here. What you got for me? Mm-hmm. And it seems to be people getting those big five-year deals. Yeah, it seems to be working. Locked in for five years. And then they just you get to sit at home all day. Which right. <laughs> it's always so right. strange. These wrestlers are like, I just want to work. I was like, yeah, I feel that. I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it seems like you can like open up a training school. You can open up a small promotion. Those guys that have that. Seth Rollins has a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can open up a beer while you're sitting at home. Yeah, right. getting, getting paid. And, um, yeah. Mike Bennett just did like a seminar thing. Yeah. So if they're allowed to do that, just do that stuff and chill and get paid a whole bunch of money to do nothing. I don't get it. Hey, that that's the dream right there. Is what that but, is. But uh, on the other hand, I guess the the way they got there was the grind. And yeah, maybe that's the mentality you have to have to actually make it. So that's why. Yeah, you can't just <laughs> fall into it. You gotta right. have done something to get that comfort level. So. That's cool. 2019, what else we got? Uh, let's see. Uh, the Fiend, you know, so the introduction of the red light. And, the, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. I do love the fact that the, the Fiend and Bray Wyatt are two completely different people. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, the Fiend has been dope. The Fiend is dope. Yeah. And the, Did we talk and, about Ronda Rousey? Uh, we didn't, know, but that was that was, was going to be my thing. Yeah. Uh, the Ronda Rousey run uh, all the way from when we saw at the Royal Rumble, actually, CM Funk, when we were about to walk out. <laughs> and uh, they played the Ronda Rousey music, and there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they, they really... I don't, I don't know. They waited too long for that moment because Oscar went in a rumble. That's a big deal, uh, and then they waited and waited and waited, and then they played Ronda Rousey's music. Oh, by the way, was it, wasn't that 2018? Was it? Yeah, that was. I was. I was gonna say we were there for the beginning <laughs> yeah, of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. But then, oh right, because yeah, it was before WrestleMania. Oh. Yep, Miz tag match. Yeah, 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 so it's 2018. Becky won 2019 to get her. Right, shot she did. And didn't Becky face Asuka at last year's Royal Rumble? And yep. lost, yeah. And, and lost. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to... Right. And, and then she won the Rumble. Right. right. So now we're going to have Becky versus Asuka again at this Royal Rumble coming up. A little bit of a different storyline because we're getting Asuka out of the tag team ranks back into the singles, wow. but that's not going to... Just realized Becky Lynch has had that belt for almost a year. Yeah, how about that, huh? Yeah. It yeah. didn't really click until, like... Yeah. It, As that, we're talking about Ronda Rousey, you kind of had the same thing. But go ahead. Uh, you, we were talking earlier about the um, the Becky Lynch main event WrestleMania, and yeah. if, that, if that being on so late kind of killed the momentum of yeah. it and everything. I'll be honest, 
I think what killed the momentum of that whole thing was just the build-up to it because they botched it so bad by adding Charlotte in and uh, doing the fake knee you. injury thing. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, that's what killed it. Like it didn't matter if it was on first or if yeah. it was on last. I don't think it would have gotten the same pop that mm. that they, it should have. Well, yeah. I was very very tired. I know that <laughs> <laughs> that did play a factor, no doubt. Yeah. But anyway, it was late, um, and we had to go. We had to watch Triple H and Batista. You know, so that was. Uh, Interesting, too. Trying to get out of that building afterwards. Well, yeah, so... Oh, oh man, that was terrible. The, next time, I, we got to figure out a different way. And it, oh, in's fine. Out <laughs> is bad. Yeah, we had someone picking us up, and we we basically had to walk in the street around a fence while security yelled at us, and that was, that was literally the only way it would work. The guy's like, you're going to get hit. I'm like, I'll take my chances. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm soaking wet. I'm carrying this awesome chair that someone's going to mug me for. And <laughs> you just hit him with it. And, you know, it's yeah, padded, true. but you can just pick it up and hit somebody with it. Um, and, uh, and 2019 was, was a good year for pro wrestling. I think, uh, as much as pro wrestling has been around, you know, this has kind of been the year where everything's kind of coming together. There's also so many promotions, independent, uh, professional, otherwise, um, you know, on television, not on television on, we get the NWA power on uh, YouTube actually, which is actually pretty cool too, bringing back that nostalgia. Uh, so there's a lot to watch and the WWE network is all out there and there's just so much to watch. So back into coming into 2020, there is a lot going on. The Royal Rumble coming up, the Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia, WrestleMania in Tampa Bay, and then uh, we'll we'll figure it out from there. Uh, let's see. I tell you, it's uh, it's it's a fun time to be a fan of professional wrestling. Why don't we uh, take a little break, have some Pepsi Zero, have some more Reese's Trees, and then come back and we'll talk about Star Wars. Remember, this is there's going to be spoilers there. We're going to talk about the movie. So if you haven't seen it. Just skip over that part because. Uh, but if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> get, get out there, um, and uh, we'll be right back. And we'll also talk about EWA Rage in a Cage and kind of get the lowdown on what's been happening in EWA for the past year or so. All right, we'll be back. We are back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I should know this is coming by now. <laughs> Episode 76 of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again in the Mansion 2.0. Myself and... The Big Ugly. And... CM Punk. And Punk? Oh, oh. no. <laughs> no. We, that's something we forgot to talk about in 2019. I, 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 thought, I thought, thought this was backstage. I <laughs> Close well, enough. I, I, that would be CM Funk. And... Chris Schoen. Chris Schoen. <laughs> CM, we, we forgot to talk about that, actually. So there was a, all this big hoopla with CM Punk over all so many years, and all of a sudden he came back to the, the littlest fanfare <laughs> ever and showed up on the end of WWE backstage, which was almost midnight, and came out and just said, uh, you know, he's going to be there as a correspondent every once in a, and once in a while. Um, do we think this is any more than just Fox giving him money to run his mouth every once in a while? Let's get start with Chris. Uh, I think it is. For now, but you know, once you get the hook in, that's all it is. You know, all it takes is one little hook. You're like, oh, come back, do our Hall of Fame. Oh, come back, do this. Oh, look, now you're a regular on TV. <clears throat> like, Bret Hart was the same thing. They yeah. got him back, just like, come do our Hall of Fame. We'll put in your dad. It'll be a big celebration. And then he kept coming back. You know, it's just, you gotta open that door just a, just a smidge. That's all Vince and Triple H need to do. And he'll be back on TV, I think, this year doing something. Think he'll work or act, like wrestle or actual? Work. I think he's done being a wrestler. To be honest, I just feel like he's over it. Mm -hmm. 
But you never know. Never say never. It's wrestling. Never it say is. never. Do you think uh, CM Funk that he could want that one last match? You know, because the last time he kind of went out, I think he was. Uh, it was just after the Royal Rumble, and he had worked forty-five minutes in the Rumble, and then he came out on Raw. I don't know if he came out on that Raw afterwards. No, he, he didn't. didn't. Yeah. It was just the Rumble. Um, and that was it. And he had that staff infection and all that. Do you, do, one more match? What do you think? Um, I I highly doubt it. But mm-hmm. if it's the right situation, like if it were to be him and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, like not this year, but maybe next year, mm-hmm. you know, that might be something that would intrigue him to come out of retirement or you know get back in the ring once more. But yeah. otherwise, I don't think so. And to be honest, I don't really want to see CM Punk wrestle. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. Yeah, kind of done with him. As far as those moments go, like that pop on TV, like if his theme music actually hit during the right situation, not to do a run-in or a wrestle, you know, but you know, situationally, what do you think? Do you have any uh, opinion on CM Punk there, Big Ugly? Yeah, I think I think I think there's a potential for one more match. I think if he gets the match he wants, which is that like main event WrestleMania thing, I yeah. think he would he would do it. Um, and I think that because he hasn't wrestled in a long time, people will be interested in it. Well, obviously you guys aren't, but <laughs> I mean, I, I will watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will watch yeah, it. Yeah, we'll watch but I'm not yeah. like I need CM Punk yeah, back because right. his matches yeah. were never his draw. It's his character it's and his a, promos. And yeah, right. Straight edge society. Yeah, I think that um, I think that you know it's been a long time since he's been there. Um, you know, I think what this year makes six years since he left. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, um, like Chris was saying about opening up the doors, like, you know, once he starts building those relationships back again and realizing that, like, okay, things are different now and they're going to treat him different, um, I definitely think there's a lot of potential for. Yeah. For, still, for still name, yeah. still star power. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever be back full time or anything mm-hmm. like that, but one last run, I, I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. He's definitely still a draw. Yeah. Um, because social media did blow up as soon as he showed up on television and then that following week before he came back out and actually talked, uh, for real, that, that was a lot of traffic going on with that. So it was good. You mentioned um, drawing power and you mentioned different types of runs. You mentioned Brock Lesnar earlier. I know you're not the biggest you know, Brock Lesnar WWE fan, but do you see that happening? Uh, like he's the champion right now, yeah. WWE champion. So he's going to show up for just as many shows as EWA does. It's going to be six, <laughs> six times. He's got the EWA contract. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about Brock Lesnar in 2020? Same road? Yeah. He's got I, a big contract. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's the thing about Brock Lesnar is, like, when we go back to, like, when he first came and, and he, like, uh, you know, destroyed John Cena. What yeah. year was that? Like, I was, that was uh, like WrestleMania four, 28, so seven like, no, years. No, SummerSlam. Yeah, destroyed Cena at SummerSlam. Oh, no, that was the match of Cena. I'm just saying when he came oh, wait, back. Oh, back was It was, the Monday, it was the Monday after WrestleMania. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. And like 2014 or something like four, that? Yeah. yeah, wow, 13 or 14. 13, so it's like 13. he's been, just been doing the same thing for like six years now, and it's like it, it to me it's just stale, man. And you I felt like see. it's just oh. going to keep being the same. So. I will agree. Suplex City ruined Brock Lesnar. Like, it was a catchy phrase, but then it became right. every match was like, oh, I'm going German suplex him 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, his match with Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania, they were flashing the number on the screen, and I'm like, this is atrocious. <laughs> right. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And Brock Lesnar has drawing power, and there's and he's much more talented than, you know, gives away. Go back and look at Burley Brock Lesnar from uh, 2001, 2000. You know, that's great stuff. What, why can't he do that anymore? You know, or at least bits and pieces of that, because that was intriguing. What would you like to see with Brock Lesnar? Do you want to see a, uh, some kind of a turn, some kind of a character change, some kind of a gimmick? Yeah, something gimmick. I, 
I don't even know. I don't cause, because <laughs> the thing is, is like I, I didn't watch that much wrestling when Brock Lesnar first sure came. Like I wasn't like into it that much, so I don't really know what his character was like back then. But I have seen that like his matches were definitely different. Yeah, it wasn't just a bunch Hell, of a lot suplexes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would definitely like to see the in ring matches change. But you know, um, I don't know what he can do with his character. I don't know. Brock Lesnar, CM Funk. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I feel like Brock at WrestleMania is going to finally lose the title, um, whether it's to Roman Reigns or whoever. Because I don't even Roman know. and Brock again. Yeah, but I, don't, I can't remember what show Brock Lesnar is even on. Is he's he on. on? Yeah, yeah, he's on. He's on. Yeah. So I guess I mean, he could won't. still fight Roman Reigns. Right, so it could, probably will be. Yeah, I mean, well, depend. I mean, whoever wins the Royal the Rumble, Rumble gets can to choose. choose yeah. So, yeah. But um, like, I feel like he'll lose finally, and I don't think he'll. They'll put the belt back on him now. I think Paul Heyman is kind of, even though he's the you know. Um, uh, his manager and all that, but you know, I think going forward, I think even Heyman realizes that they can't keep doing the same stick with him. I hope, but have him as a special attraction at the at the Big Four. You know, um, the bit the the most exciting thing that I saw of Roman or of uh, Brock in like the last year was. Um, him against Cain Velasquez, as bad as the match ended up being, but the build to it and uh, yeah. just the the special attraction of it, you know, was like kind of like intriguing and a little bit more exciting and something different. So you have him take on Cain or Tyson Fury if he you know does another um, you know deal or something, or you know I think that's how you have to use him and not have sure. him in the title picture anymore. So and I think that when we think about like a character change for Brawlers, it makes me think because you brought up a good point with Cain Velasquez coming, and there's also been talk of. Um, Dang, Daniel Cormier mm-hmm. is also in talks. Uh, DC to come to WWE. So it's like, what do you do now with these MMA guys? Like, do you just create like these unstoppable forces? Because it's kind of like the same thing with Ronda Rousey. Like, mm-hmm. she was almost like unstoppable, like Brock in the women's division. So it's like, is that going to be the trend when these like UFC guys come in? Is like they just can't be beat. It's like you have to do something with them besides like you know, oh, I'm just a legit fighter. Nobody can touch me. You know, mm-hmm. so. It's got to be a little bit more creative. Right. It can't be the same formula over and over again. Although that Cain Velasquez thing, I thought that was really interesting for the couple of weeks it was around, and then it just got buried, you know, because they went to Saudi Arabia, they they finished it, and it, it was over. Like, it, it had so much more value in it. Yeah, but especially Vela- on mainstream television. But Velasquez was supposedly hurt, like had a bad knee. Yeah, uh, so. that's what cost him basically his entire MMA career was just constant injuries. Mm. So, I mean, I can't see him ever doing this full time. Yeah, body's too beat. He's a character, though. I mean, you know, he. I, I, don't, I don't know about the mic skills or what character skills, but I mean, it's it's a story. Like, you know, Cain Velasquez was the was the person who defeated Brock Lesnar for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. I mean, that's a that's a good story. Right. Scarred so, up his face. Yeah. So we'll see. Brock Lesnar's supposed to show up on Monday Night Raw this upcoming week, and we'll see what his plans are for the Rumble, and then go away, and then we'll see what his plans are for WrestleMania. <laughs> um, I'm hoping Kevin Owens gets it. Because he, I, I believe the rumor is he was supposed to get Daniel Bryan last year, until Kofi Mania popped off. Okay. And I think like out of all the people that Brock could face that he hasn't wrestled on the Raw side, mm-hmm. that's that's probably the best match. Now would that happen at one on one at the Royal Rumble or Kevin right. Owens win no, the uh, Mania? Kevin Owens win the Rumble? Maybe. Uh, that's the, I mean that's just what I would like to see. Okay. Uh, Probably won't be up to something lame, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. They could surprise us. And we will get into the Rumble more when we do the Royal Rumble live. But uh, CM Funk, who do you want to see the win, win the Royal Rumble? Velveteen Dream. Amen. <laughs> yes. That's he'll, yeah. he'll be in, probably. Wait, I'm he, win he's it. not back yet, is he? He's no. not. Oh, okay. I, I guess he'd be a surprise, surprise entrance to the Rumble. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yep. What about you? 
Big Ugly, any choices right now to win the Rumble? Uh, you know what? You know, I'm going to call Velveteen. Yeah. You got to yeah, call? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to call. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just – I would love to see – I know we've seen Adam Cole in the Royal Rumble before, but never as, like, having, having the year that he's had. So I would love to – but, I mean, that would kind of – he's doing everything NXT right now, so that would push him towards something else. But that would be something different. So somebody like Adam Cole, some story like that. That, um, that would be cool because then he could challenge himself for the uh, NXT <laughs> title. Now, that would be cool. Yeah. We have seen Kenny Omega wrestle himself and wrestle uh, blow-up dolls and things like that. So right. why, why can't Adam Cole do it? See, I've always wished the Rumble one year they would just do like a surprise winner, like an R-Truth. And then yeah. they do all these segments with him training and what have you. You know, like the one year when Santino almost won. Yeah. That was the perfect opportunity. I was popping for that. I oh, loved dude, it. The yeah. crowd would have went insane. And no one cared about Del Rio. No. So if Santino won that and went on like the goofy training vignettes of big nuts <laughs> <laughs> the training videos of him like trying to fight uh, I don't even know who the champion was at the time but yeah Edge I think Edge yeah. might have been yeah it was Edge cause yeah it was his last uh, cause Edge wrestled Del Rio Mania yeah. yep and that was the last one so, yeah, and he like retired. Santino doesn't have to win it but no. just like the build up would the be The build pretty would fun. be beautiful. Right, like our truth thing would be great because yeah, he, right? he does all that build up and all, and then he gets in there and gets squashed in like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, or something, that's fine. You know? I mean, Just right. And then he goes backstage and wins the 24 7 title. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Like he's moping in the back, he lost so fast, and then wins the 24 7 belt. He's like, right I here. won the belt, I did it. You know, he just became the uh, all time most decorated uh, WWE superstar um, with his most recent 24 7 48. 48-7 European. European 7-11 title. As you'll see on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling pa- Podcast, I actually won the 24-7 championship on Christmas for a little bit, and then yeah. I got it taken from me. <laughs> Our truth took it back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios that would be different, like that we don't want to see the same cookie-cutter thing. Yeah, it's going to be Roman Reigns, probably. No! It's like, oh, we've, I like I like Roman Reigns. I legitimately I really like do. Roman Reigns. But it's just like we don't. Just no, please. He's in a good spot right now. He's getting a lot of a lot of face push right now. And Baron Corbin being the heater is beautiful. And Ziggler, you know, and they're all pushing him to. It, I don't want them to jam it down our throats again. No offense, right. but you know what I'm saying. It, it, I don't need him to win the rumble. I want somebody different to win it. You know, he only uh, wrestled for uh, the title one time in 2019. Really? Yeah. So uh, at least they're listening somewhat. That's good to the uh, universe. So that's, he's get, he's I, I don't over. know if it's as much as they're listening as much as it's just they're concerned about his health and not really being able to maintain being in that top spot and having to that's okay too yeah whatever the reason is he's not he had leukemia (laughs) (laughs) whatever the reason he's not the main attraction but he is a draw he is an attraction he's a main eventer so um he can he can definitely work his ass off uh before we go into Star Wars and EWA, uh, I just want to mention that the Bobby Lashley Lana storyline wedding that uh, culminated because it was happening. It's actually happening right behind us. Um, did anybody see this all the way through? It's absolutely my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You, you know, can judge me all you want. No, I, it's trash. It's garbage, and it's my favorite thing ever. I I, I didn't like the, the build because it looks like they gave up. They didn't give up. But this culmination, nothing can go well in a WWE <laughs> wedding, and that was great. And that was on the last segment of a three-hour show, and I waited for it all night long to watch it live. And they allowed it to run uh, the show over. They did. Again, so. They did. And it was actually pretty good. Um, Lana on the mic as a heel is the same thing Vicky Guerrero on the heel. She's loud and annoying. Um, same thing. So, <laughs> all right, let's start with... 
I, I, I'm going to I'm I'm just hop in right away. Go ahead. So, so for spoilers for anybody that hasn't uh, seen it or heard about it. So the big reveal at the end was Liv Morgan right. coming out and supposedly being in a relationship with Lana. Right. Like, okay, cool. Fine with that. Whatever. Okay. It, it's perfect WWE storytelling. And Liv and, uh, Morgan they, cleaned up, not Liv Morgan. Right. Not Harley Yo Quinn. Girl. Liv Morgan. Right. Yeah. Um, my issue with that whole thing, though, is you've got legitimate LGBTQ yeah. wrestlers, you know, and like Sonya Deville, right. who have been pushing for that type of a storyline or something, you know, to kind of push that, um, you know, the knowledge of that. Yeah. And like totally have wasted it by keeping her off to the side and not having Sonya Deville doing anything except losing matches and all. Hey, and she you- and Mandy Rose are having backstage vignettes while Mandy Rose is going after Tucker. Otis. Uh, Otis. Otis. <laughs> Heavy machinery. Agreed. I, I just, it's a small little thing you. with the wedding, but uh, that bothered me a little bit. Like, you, well, I mean, they could, this could be the So you felt like they should, they could have, they should have used Sonya Deville in that spot. Yeah, or at least Sonya should have had some sort of storyline already at this point, you know? I think it opens the door for this to happen now in the future. I think this, th- this is a big enough angle to where now they've got leverage to where they can do it, do different storylines like this. Um, because that was very well received. Chris, you said you're a big fan of this. Oh, show. I loved it. It's such <laughs> trash and great. Like, it's, it's pro that's exactly man. what I love in pro wrestling, right? When the cake top comes off and Rusev's just standing there with a cheesy grin, <laughs> I'm like, this is the best. Give me more. And the the, the pastor was fantastic. Yeah, just ad-libbing everything. Like, what is going on? I enjoyed such a I was waiting for him to rip his face off and say, three <laughs> seconds! And be Barrett Bischoff on I'm him, telling but. you, if that if that Billy and Chuck wedding was live and not taped, that yeah. would be on every... Ving- I'm not saying that word again. Vignette? Vignette. Vignette. <laughs> Thank you. Vig nuts. Vig nuts. It'd be on every Vig nuts in, in history, because it was amazing how what they did with the makeup for Eric Bischoff. It was. But yeah, this wedding was... I love wrestling weddings. There's, there's never been a bad wrestling wedding. Right. <laughs> and they, they even went through... They, the only one that really made it through was Macho Man and Elizabeth at SummerSlam. But then it was the after party right. with Jake the Snake and The Undertaker, which was great. Um, but anyway, what do you think of this whole, in pro wrestling, this the storyline leading up to the wedding? Because obviously the only wrestling match payoff we can ever get is Bobby Lashley versus... Rusev, which is a mid-card match at best. Right, I so, have no interest in that. Right, what do you think, Big Ugly? Um, so, I'm, I'm kind of watching this for the first time. I did read about what happened, but yeah. I'm distracted. Like, it, it's something up with Bobby Lashley's eyebrows. Like, are they like <laughs> painted on or something? Y'all they might understand? be makeup, yeah. They, it's like, you got some weird eyebrows. All right, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you got, what do you think about the vest with the no yeah. arms? You know, oh. just the, the wedding vest with no I arms. Mean, That's how, very Bobby yeah, Lashley. Yeah, how else would you wear it when you look like that? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Sure. He borrowed that from uh, Hogan, <laughs> didn't he? He might have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Ricochet wears that full body outfit. I'm like, dude, you work too hard for the Mavs. You're yeah. right. showing them off. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as as far as this whole uh, storyline, I mean, I thought I thought it was trash from yeah. day one, bro. And I mean, it's still trash. Like, but I will I will say that I was excited. I'm excited to see. All right, no, I, never mind. I was not excited to see the wedding. Apparently not. When I, watching when it I, when in I read, when, yeah, when I read about it and I read what happened, I was like, oh shoot, this thing like might actually be good. So I'm glad to be watching it now. I think that. Um, to see in Funk's point about the Sonya Deville, I think, because if I'm not mistaken, what happens is that Liv comes out and she's like, she's in love with somebody. And it's like your mind immediately thinks like, it's Bobby Lashley. Right, then right. she's like, you know, it's, it's, it's Lana. It's not Bobby. Right. right. 
I feel like I never touched I feel that like woman. Sonya Deville doing that would have been a dead giveaway because right. you already game. know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I don't think she needed to be involved. Maybe in this. In this one, oh, you just I right. got you. right. In general, I get you. Like, in general, right? Yeah. 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 I get okay. All right. Yeah, but um, but, I didn't expect but, yeah. that from Liv Morgan though. That was a surprise. <laughs> was. I yes. didn't expect that, that no, one. No, no question. Yeah. And, and you know they are painted orange. I'm pretty sure there's eyebrows. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Man, what's happened to his eyebrows? I'm sorry. I'm just really distracted about it. So, <laughs> so, so we all agree the storyline is ridiculous, but uh, Bobby Lashley is talented, though. Uh, he's he's very well in shape, very well put together. He has a very good in-ring IQ. He's very talented. This is what he's doing. So, I mean, I, I don't know if this is a privilege to be in this spot or if this is just we'd have had nothing else for you. Yeah. I mean, it's main eventing, Raw. Right. I, mean, I would say you're you're pretty. My, my feeling is good matches are a dime a dozen on Raw. Like on, on this episode of Raw, Andrade and Ricochet had a great. match. Oh, they did. Andrade yeah. has a great match with Alistair oh, yeah. Black and Buddy Murphy. Just yeah, they just oh, they tore it up too. Yeah. So it's like good matches are easy. Everyone can do good matches. Give me this. Yeah. So uh, and then that's why I was. That's the point I was making. So in in today's professional wrestling, it's not about just the in ring work that that the, 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 that builds to the championship or whatever. It's something like this yeah. that's going to get because this has been. Garbage, but it is main eventing raw, and right. and it's everybody wanted to watch this, yeah. Right, and and it culminates in a little bit of a fight, you know, like Rusev popping out of the cake and whatever. But I say this, this is the payoff right, right. here. How much further can yeah. this go? Now it's between Lana and Liv, but then does the soap opera continue because Bobby Lashley is now? I don't know if they actually got married or if he's still married. She's still married to Rusev because I don't think they finished this wedding. They never finished. No, the they, no, no, never. I, I was really hoping like uh, Lana was going to turn to the pastor and just say, "Say man and wife, <laughs> man and wife, <laughs> and marriage." And, and, and Jerry Lawler. It's a, a, long time it's a good ten minute conversation between us on a podcast. So obviously he's doing something. Right. Yeah. 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 One thing I, I hate to give Vince Russo credit for anything because he's kind of garbage. Yeah, I was just thinking about but, saying something about Russo. Go ahead. Yeah. But he's like Crash TV is works. Unfortunately, like long matches aren't going to draw you ratings. People don't necessarily want to see long matches. Either. Right. I do. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But the small like. Twitter community that loves small matches, that's why the ratings are shrinking. Character, I tweeted this earlier. Wrestling, good wrestlers sell good matches. Wrestling characters sell tickets. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And like, this is trashy, yes, but it's Lana has a character, Lashley has a character. Rusev has a character. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh, we're going to fight because we fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was. it's funny that Chris brought up, because I was going to say one of Vince Russo's biggest gripes has been that WWE starts to focus too much on just straight matches and yeah. having the best matches, right. and they don't pay enough time to like actual character development and storylines mm -hmm. and like building the, the entertaining part of wrestling. And I think that this is... What we used to see back in, you know, the attitude, yeah. era, you know, um, and that's why I love the Roman Reigns dog food, Baron yeah, Corbin, yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I love that yeah. stuff. People and, are like, it's bearing Roman Reigns, like, yeah, and then you're mad, right? At the bad guys for doing <laughs> yeah. that. And that's guess what, what? That's the there you stuff. go. See, I don't know if heels work anymore because people get mad at the writers, and that's. Like, oh, it's so not typical good guy, bad guy, heel face. It's right. it's cr it's crowd reaction, and that's what it is. So how? So speaking of that, heels working. I feel like a heel that's worked is Baron Corbin. Amen. So what, right. why has he worked as a <laughs> heel? Funk, there you go. 
Like, what is he doing different? He stripped away everything likable about him. <laughs> he's well, doing much, but he's yeah. doing what a heel is supposed <laughs> to do. Like, I mean, that's he's why it He's like, oh well, this this vest that I'm wearing, and I'm wearing a business suit while I'm wrestling. This makes people angry. Let me do this <laughs> right. because I talked about that for years, and then I started to started to, I started to get on his train when he started to change his clothes a little bit. And I'm like, Baron Corbin is the I, best heel in the business. I have been on the Corbin soapbox for <laughs> since the beginning and all, like trying. Trying to explain to people, he is doing what a heel is supposed right. to do. Yeah, whether it's, it's his clothes, whether it's him, you know, feeding dog food to a top baby face. What you know, it, it's all the stuff that's supposed to happen. It so. is, and so this is what is, and this is the point that I was getting back around to. So there's a good mix of stuff in in a wrestling show on WWE, where there's two hours on SmackDown, three hours on Raw. You've got one or two. You know, good matches like Chris was talking about. You got one or two big storylines like this. Then you've got you know filler in the middle, which you always got to have because you got to have that roller coaster. You got to have the come down. Um, and they always have stuff at the hour marks. You know, big segments, big interviews, things like that. So, never- is Bobby Lashley being a bitch? Like, I mean, it's just like saying he's totally. At well, some point, there's got to be something where well, he's going to snap and well, say... He's now wearing Lana's makeup all over his face. and she, oh, yeah. she, she's, Who knows? Wait till you see her in a face. It, it's, it's like a brown his, spot, right? It, all up and down her whole foot. Her, Look at that. She's oh, got his... Yeah. She's got his makeup on. Yeah. He's got the Zeus makeup on to yeah. make him black. So, so that's yeah. what she's I'm, wearing. I'm, yeah. rethink, I'm rethinking the eyebrow thing. I'm thinking it might just be makeup. Like, really heavy... Uh, Real heavy makeup. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... But see, yeah, and that's what I like to see, like the balance. And this is what there's. There's a good reason to watch all this d- different content. NXT is giving you bell to bell matches. Oh, she's wiping the. Jacket. She's wiping. Yeah, she's wiping it off. Somebody, <laughs> somebody producer, yeah, gave somebody, her somebody, somebody told her. Somebody said that did nothing for her. It's shiny, baby. It's great. Yeah, like that's part of the. <laughs> that's part of the charm, right? right? Yeah. That's that's live TV. Anything can happen. That's beautiful yeah, that's, stuff. That's, HD, that's what that is. And HD, and <laughs> which is what I'm Back in 99, wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's beautiful. And uh, and this is where, and I think CM Funk said this earlier, AEW is still you know, developing legs. There's not a lot of character development yet. They're getting there, um, especially starting with Jericho and, and them. Uh, but there's a lot of good bell-to-bell, you know, decent bell-to-bell on AEW. Not all of it, but most of it is. But that's, that's what NXT does. There's... <laughs> little bit of character development, but a whole lot of match, bell to bell. On Raw and SmackDown, they're putting a lot of time into this. So there's a lot of variety in professional wrestling. This is why I say it's a great time to be a fan. Um, Bobby, I say Bobby Lashley is going to snap at some point, and he's going to be like, I've been treated like a bitch too long. I'm going to come out, and I'm going to be a good baby face. And then he's going to go against Lana, who's going to be a big heel, like as far as storyline goes. And there you go. Can, can somebody explain to me why Rusev keeps getting involved in these things, though? Like, he seems to be happy that he's not right. like, with He is her, happy! But, but he keeps interrupting and wanting to face Lashley like he's supposed to be mad at him, and I and I don't get it. Every like, time he comes out in these segments, he's got a big smile on his face. Right, right. It's like the complete <laughs> like, opposite. I'm losing of, Lana! Right. <laughs> anyway. And the shoot part of this, of course, is Lana and Rusev, I believe, are still married. And yeah, no, yeah, yeah, This is yeah. Lana's acting chops going through, because they yeah. were on the whole se- season of Total Divas together. But, um, you know, because that's real. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's reality TV. So. Reality TV. Nick, Nikki Bella got engaged to that uh, Artemis guy. I thought I had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you may have not. Oh, he's helping her with the makeup. I'm sorry. Uh, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been helping. Uh, so it's it's just beautiful that, that there's a lot of stuff. I mean, happening. I don't know how you can propose to Nikki Bella and not do it at like a WrestleMania. Like, <laughs> that's got to be a storyline. W. Vince has got to be. Vince and Triple H got to be calling him. Artemis, damn it, we need you and Cena. Bless you. 
<laughs> we need you and Cena yeah. to do this at the WrestleMania. So that would be awesome. Um, moving on. Uh, we got to talk about Star Wars and EWA, but Daniel Bryan back to the Ring of Honor look. Do we like this? Anybody? Uh, shave head and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he looks completely like he did when he was in Ring of Honor. <laughs> he hasn't aged a day. No, no, not at all. Yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> Makes me want to go vegan, except I love meat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bumper sticker and a T-shirt right there. I would go vegan, but I love meat, so we need that. Um, and, and I like that he's he did the heel thing. It was great. He was a great heel. Uh, but when that started to trail off, he just went back into the crowd. Still wants to do the yes thing, so involve the crowd. That's great. Let him be a face. Let him do that. I think the hill thing could have went a little longer. Think so? Um, but, I mean, I guess because he lost the championship, it was just like, yeah. But, yeah. And uh, they might be. I, trust me, Eric Rowan needed that to go a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Eric <laughs> Rowan has something in a carrier, which he's always fighting, uh, you know, enhancement talent, but it's always the carrier. What the hell's in there? Who cares? It, no, right. <laughs> but. You you gotta know sometime they gotta open it up. It's gonna it, let you it's, down. It's, it's, his, uh, it's his lamb mask. I'm telling you, it's his lamb mask from when he was part of the Wyatt family. That's a that's a letdown. I need something yeah, to cross. See, it. It's gonna let you down. <laughs> right. I don't wanna be let down. That was about the best idea they could come up with. <laughs> that was a hell of a choke slam that one guy just took. That was beautiful. Well, I'll tell you what, as we've been watching Raw and uh, I have noticed like the couple of enhancement talents that have been Orn, um the guy that faced Andrade and yeah. and just the uh, Lana's First, those are air quotes for those that can't see it. First uh, husband. First husband. They've actually performed better than some of the actual established stars. And <laughs> all. And, uh, well, they they know they got one shot, so they got to go out yeah, there and they got to they got to just totally go all in. They could be is. the next elder. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Speaking of him, uh, <laughs> I saw on Instagram he got engaged. Did he? Yeah. yeah. To who? I don't know. It was like, um, it came up, you know, I like, I guess because I watch a bunch of wrestling stuff on there. So, like, you know, when you go to your Explorer page on Instagram, it, like, recommends stuff. And so it showed, like, uh, he proposed to somebody uh, in Disney World or something. Whatever. He had yeah. an 18-month run in WWE, and he yeah. got to travel all over the world and make a bunch of money. and go for No him. comment. <laughs> I was waiting to see what you were going to say. Um, that, yeah. I, I, um. Oh, this girl. Bobby Lashley's that's first Bobby Lashley's. Oh, that's his first one. Oh. Again, which is Eric <laughs> who came from backstage. So it's just like, right. <laughs> oh, you just let uh, Yeah, if they wanted to make it even more fun, they could have had him coming out of the crowd. Yeah. You know, with a mic. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that would have been. To the nines. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so th- this is uh, the culmination, and we're going to hopefully see him between now and WrestleMania. We're going to see a lot of good storylines. Um but speaking of, uh, we're going to get to Star Wars. That's what's going to uh, cap off this segment. But let's let's talk uh, EWA since we, we're getting into the indie talk. You know, we're talking about enhancement talent. This is not, this is uh, EWA Pro Wrestling. And uh, Chris, you've been there for a long, long time. And now you're one of the Booker men. Yes, yes. Um, you Very beginning, basically. 2004, 2003, somewhere. Been around there. a long time and uh, still going strong. There really hasn't been any lulls. There's always been consistently six shows a year. Um, you know, a couple of uh, offshoot shows here and there, a couple of free practice sessions, and EWA Pain Factory Training Center still going. So, uh, you know, EWA has been a big part of our podcast for the past four years. Uh, Absolutely. Big, ugly, and uh, hopefully it will be again moving forward. So. Let's uh let's talk about EWA Pro Wrestling 2019. What's been happening? What's going on? And now let's talk about Rage in the Cage, Chris. All right, sounds good. Yeah, 2019 was a good year. We grew a lot. Uh, just uh, like I said, there's no real laws, but just building everything back up. We brought in 
uh, clunk, Joe Clunk, our timekeeper and st- statistician. Mm-hmm. I know words very well. <laughs> uh, he's, so I think he's like 40-some new wrestlers debuted in EWO either at the uh, Pain Factory shows, or not shows, practice sessions. Who? So Joe Clunk, I know I had brought him in to uh, be a timekeeper, so he's doing a, a lot of different stuff for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He writes up all the stuff for Facebook, and I tweak it a little bit, put it out there. Um, he... Takes the stats. Uh, he's just commentary at the Warehouse Wars shows. Practice sessions. Target. There you go. Whatever. It's okay. Hope the commissioners are listening to us. The Commission of State Athletics. Yeah, the Commission of State Athletics. <laughs> go ahead. Good, good job. But, Thank uh, you. But yeah, 2019, we uh, saw Jesse Orion fly off the top of the cage to beat Corey Bush, mm. which um, when get inside the inside baseball a little bit, when... Wilson and I, Wilson helps me book, yeah. does the booking as well. When we took over, that was a year and a half in the making with that match in the cage. Mm-hmm. We knew, like, what we try to do is go from March to January, with January, Rage in the Cage is the WrestleMania, we consider it. Mm-hmm. So ev- everything we try to get there, and that's the path we head to. So Jesse jumping off the cage to beat Corey Bush was almost two years in the making. Wow. And then Jesse won the title, held it up. And then lost it to his biggest rival, Jason Drake, who mm-hmm. also beat him for the Cruiserweight title. It's the one guy that seems to have his number consistently. Okay. So now Jason Drake's our champ, and he's going to face Sly Scarpone, uh-huh. the real-life action superhero. <laughs> <laughs> he's a uh, l- just amazing look. Looks like a pro wrestler. He does. Very strong. Has a huge following with the Scarpone zone, with the bandanas. Just connects with the crowd very well. Yeah. So I'm he's looking a, he's forward. a character, man. Yeah, and Jason Drake's like the ultimate utility player. Just excellent character work, and like I said, I'm I love characters. I'm but so especially proud of him. Small in small shows like this, where you might have a lot of people seeing stuff for the first time, or they came to a show six months ago. No one's going to remember the storylines. Like we try to keep things pretty basic in that regard. Sure, uh, but just like Jason Drake, just as soon as he walks out, people are like, "I hate that guy." Mm. Look at that guy. Just he knows how to work the crowd. Him and Jimmy Starr had a great match at Last Rites. Good. And everything, if you want to check it out, it's on, for free on YouTube, EWAvideo.com. So there just check it out. Every show we do is on there absolutely free. We're not subscribing, nothing like that. Just check us out. If you like what you see, come subscribe. That'd be cool. And then uh, come to a show. Yeah, especially uh, Saturday, January 18th at oh, yeah. Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Tickets are on sale right now. Um, you, you probably get tickets at the door as well, but I think you were mentioning yep. Front Row is sold front out. Front Row is sold out. And uh, they'll just keep packing them in because this is a, it's a, it's a great, you, you know, live pro wrestling. It's right there in front of you. You know, there's not a bad seat in the house. Um, everything's fun. Everything's Everybody engages with the, the fans and, you know, heels, faces, whatever. Oh, everybody's in the crowd. Everybody's, we, we've done a lot of flyering lately. and when you Yes, you the, have. I know, right? Was that in the parking garage? Yeah, it was in yeah. the parking garage at the WWE live show. <laughs> yep. This was on my car when we went out back to the car. I'm like, and that's when I sent you the message. I'm right. like, you guys are doing your job. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we normally hand them out as people are coming into the show, but this time we tried something different to put, go into the parking garage connected to the arena. Just, you know, sample some. We feel like when people are coming in, first off, in Baltimore City, they think we're trying to give them to buy something or <laughs> panhandling for cash. But <clears throat> So we figured the cars would be a better bet. So when we fly her, though, we talk to people. It's it's actually a conversation where like every single match is in a steel cage, and people just eyes light up. They're like, yeah. "Wait, what?" Children are, and I, I was I think I posted this on the Facebook the other day where 
if you told me as a child I was going to a show where every match was in a steel cage, I may not know who's on the show. I would be flipping out about it. And I would find favorites when I'm there. And that's something that the EWA has done for quite a long time. And it's the only promotion, whether it be independent or professional, that has done... I mean, you got locked down on TNA that came close to Six Sides of Steel. But, you know, this this is gone going. This doesn't stop. Every single match in a steel cage. And I think there's a, a couple of different things. you got championship matches. There's there's a Games of War the style match. Games of War, yes. So, nice play on words there. <laughs> yes, it's not War Games. But it's 4-on-4 four four where people come in every... I think 45 seconds we're going to do two people start there's be a coin flip every 45 seconds someone will come out uh it's team gravity versus team ewa okay um yeah it's definitely not war games because it's only one ring but it's war games inspired the games of war which is um, fine it doesn't have to be when's I mean, this coming out what's that when's this podcast coming out? oh uh probably this week sometimes. yeah by monday all right so we uh <coughs> they they're starting to announce who's going to be on their teams. Uh, Grizzly O shows Jesse Orion. Uh, they're the team captains, Grizzly O and Corey Bush. Grizzly O has chosen Jesse Orion because he has history of beating Corey Bush in a cage, and he's had feuded with Gravity the entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the teammates will be announced on the EWA Facebook page, actually, this upcoming week. So there you go. check that out. That'll be fun. I think there's an, uh, the return of the inside-out cage match. Yes, the appetizer. Which <laughs> we call the pre-show the appetizer because... Kick-off show, pre-show, whatever. whatever. I thought the appetizer was a cool name for it. And <laughs> I it, like appetizers. If things amuse me, then it happens usually. <laughs> there you go. So, actually, I think Will said name that. I turned okay. out to take credit for that. But he did come up with the outside-in <clears throat> rumble. Um, so, what that is, is everyone starts outside of the cage... The ring bell is attached to a turnbuckle inside the cage, and the only way you can win is to ring the bell. The winner gets an opportunity to join the Sweet 16 tournament, which will be March 21st this year. That's right. Yep. And It'll that's be our the 10th, 10th annual. annual. Yes. Look at that. And uh, Sweet 16 is where it says very King of the Ring-ish. Um, you know, you know, and it's a lot of different style matches, but you get down to the final eight, the final four, final two, and then you have a Watch. Sweet 16. I'm going to give you a spoiler right now for the Sweet 16 this year is going to be under Battle Bowl rules. Battle we, Bowl. We love WCW stipulations. <laughs> we just talk about WCW a lot. Yeah. There's going to be four tag team matches with the teammates randomly chosen, and then an eight-man battle royal at the end with the winner being the 10th annual Sweet 16 winner. So uh, not even, no single matches at all? Just, no single uh, matches. Four okay. tags and then eight-man rumble. Well, that you know, that's going to be the way to do it. And uh, we've got, uh, you know, a couple of people that have won in the past, and we've got a lot of past winners, but we're going to get very, uh, possibly a new Sweet 16 champion. Oh, yeah. Uh, this year. Who won last year? Uh, last year was the tag team version. It was Sly Scarpone and Jai Cole. It's the Sly and Jai connection. Sly and Jai. Yep, that was Jai's that? second Sweet 16 victory in a row. So How he'll be going that? for a three-peat. That's right, because he won the singles yep. in the, the year before that. Yep. So that's cool. CEWA Pro Wrestling mixing it up, doing something, you know, keeping similar, similar uh, you know, kind of background, but doing different things with it, right. which is cool. Speaking of Jai Cole, he'll be defending his Maryland title against Tomahawk. Um, at the September show, there was a gauntlet match for the Maryland title, and mm-hmm. Tomahawk went through four guys to get to Jai Cole. Awesome. But unfortunately, he was too beat up. He was attacked. He was hit with a wrench. Just mm. too much going on, and he couldn't overcome Jai Cole then. And then in October, we had our fatal five-way match for the elimination. The winner got the title shot at Rage in the Cage, which mm-hmm. Sly Scarpone won. But Tomahawk put Jai Cole's shoulders to the mat, who was the first person to do that. 
Uh, Joe Clunk did the math. I think it was about 490 days. Good Lord. Yeah, Jai Cole was, went unpinned for about two years. I always so. enjoyed Jai Cole. I, I thought he was a, a great look, great talent, great character, great presence. Same thing with Corey Bush. Um, you know, he's just got that 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 charisma about him. You know, so I'm glad he's. You oh, know, Corey still Bush is around. just smart. Just talking to him, talking things through, like what he wants to do, how he wants to do it. It's he's just, got a very clear picture. Yes, of, and yes. it's it's not putting himself over at all. Oh, it's, no, no, it's no. all. <laughs> for the for the good of the the segment, the show, right, and that's a beautiful thing, and that's all. There's a lot of that going on in EWA right now, which is why um, I, I I would like to come back. I'm putting that on a podcast. I, I you know I can do a lot there, Chris. So uh, you keep me posted on that. Yeah, I will. Uh, then we got the cruiserweight title match. This this one's actually kind of my baby. I was very excited about this. So we did a thing where. Eel O'Neill and Mr. Jones were forming a tag team called the Electric Experience. And nice. we did this big social media campaign, come up with a name, make suggestions, did a vote, did everything. So they teamed up. First, they wrestled each other in a six-way in March. They teamed up in May and lost, and then Mr. Jones just turned on them. Mm-hmm. So all that social media work to name a team, do all that, just went by the wayside. And then Mr. Jones really came into his own as a bad guy, just grinding it out, doing... Running for Mr. Jones. Yeah. He uh, lost by countout in uh, May because he just didn't want to fight him anymore. He was like, yep, you got it. Mm-hmm. And then they did a tag where Eel and Sly beat Jones and Mason Walls when Mr. Jones just left. He was like, I, I don't need this. It's not for anything, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then October is when he stole the title. He, I mean, and still, he won in France Square. It was a fatal four-way. Eel O'Neill has Mason Walls pinned. One, two, Jones comes from out of nowhere, but tosses him, takes the pin, wins the title. So Mr. Jones is our cruiserweight champion. He it was I think his eighth time trying for it. So wow. I'm glad he finally got it. Good. Much deserved. And it's him and Eel O'Neill inside a steel cage. There's no running this time. There you go. So. See that what but that, that was a great promotion right there. I want right. to watch that match just because of that conversation right there. Uh, so, so, so a lot of lot going on in the steel cage, and then of course Sweet Sixteen following up, and um, EWA Pro Wrestling in Parkville, Maryland. It's pretty much right around the corner. It's centralized to everything. Come see it. Oh, a yeah, beautiful venue too. Just, we're spoiled by having a, such a wonderful venue. Wonderful I mean, partner. Yeah, I mean, there's a little, plenty of free parking. Um, you know, they do have uh, concession stands in there, restrooms. It's, it's handicapped. handicapped we got accessible. beer. Got beer. Always got beer. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Yes, there you go. Sold. There's, an, there's one sold right there. That's you, didn't, why, you didn't have to do all that other talking. Beer. So I say, if you want to go out on a Saturday night, don't go to a bar and it's just listen right. to Blaine music. Blink One Eight Two comes on. Actually, I like Blink One Eight Two. Why would I do that? <laughs> why would I shit talk Blink One? Oops. Raging. <laughs> but, so. but yeah, come out to the wrestling show. Have fun. Drink some beers. Cheer the good guys or bad guys. Whatever. Cheer. Don't boo. Yell. Whatever. Have you fun. Do. Have blast. Now the War Pigs will be in action against Sean Raymond and Hero Napier. War Pigs should be fun. These guys always like to fight. Uh, the Christian Academy, newly reformed of JB Jr., uh, Saul Esparza, Enrico Diamante, take mm. on Bill Ward, Siler, and Eddie Blas. I mean, that, that's been a grudge that's been going for a while, so glad to get some maybe some closure on that. I enjoy Siler. Uh, I mean, I, I have actually known him for quite a long time, and uh, he's a great performer. 
in, in his own right, but uh, you know he's, he's coming into his own as a professional wrestler as well. And very proud of him. Yeah. And very happy to to see him doing what he's doing. Hey, we we picked up a lot of guys. We did a Mike Quackenbush seminar last January, which was a blast. I love Mike Quackenbush. Mike like, huge, huge Mike Quackenbush mark. And I set that all up myself. It was just like, look, I'll take the risk, whatever. I just I I'm such a big fan of this guy. We did a seminar with Jimmy Raven mm-hmm. this previous September, so it kind of got my feet wet with that. Uh, it was very successful, and a lot of guys came in, and they were in the outside in Rumble. Siler was one of them. Or no, Siler did a tag match actually. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he got the opportunity because of the seminar, and then we've been working with ever since. And good, he brings it every time. He does. And there, there's a lot of guys back there. It's just they, they work hard. Uh, they enjoy what they're doing. Uh, they're you know safe. They're no, nobody's. Uh, doing anything ridiculous. I mean, there's there's uh, definitely some good action, some you know yeah. professional wrestling, but everybody, it's it's a good show. It's a good time, and it's got some longevity. It's still that's not going anywhere. It's been around for almost twenty years, and it's right. still going. Yeah, actually, uh, officially, it's our twenty year anniversary this year because apparently that? the school started before the show started. So. He's counting that as part of it. So, yeah, 2020 is 20 years of EWA. The EWA Pain Factory in Dundalk, Maryland. Yeah. How about that? Right near the right near the uh, roller skating. <clears throat> Hundreds of wrestlers have been born there. A lot of them, yeah. Lot of them, yeah. In, including Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. So well, he didn't, he didn't start hospital. training there, but he had... It's yes, a hospital. It's a hospital. <laughs> it can be at times. Yeah. But, yeah, Adam Cole... He you, came through. He used to be our longest-running Cruiserweight champion until Jason Jerry broke that record. But, yeah. Very We've got good. a lot of guys come through. Those doors. And I think we're going to, in a few years, we're going to talk about guys like Elo Neal and uh, O'Shea Edwards wrestled at our uh, Warehouse Wars. Mm-hmm. That's a guy to be on the lookout. Um, yeah. I love it. And, of course, Jesse O'Ryan, who's been on our <laughs> podcast a lot of times, and he's gone through his whole transformation all the way up from you know, just doing a camera and, and building a ring and everything to uh, you know being the heavyweight champion of the world and being the, the biggest name and the biggest draw and still you know up in there and doing his thing. So Jesse O'Ryan, definitely shout out to them. And the Dark Horses, of course, have been on our podcast. Rizzo and uh, Jason Drake, you know, a lot of people have been back and forth. Mr. Jones has been on our podcast right. before. So, yeah, we've had a lot come through our doors. Corey Bush. And everybody, Jack Cole, <coughs> schedules never seem to work out. The uh, the one and only Apollo Cruz, Cruz with a Z. Oh, that's what I forgot. Uh, how did you forget Apollo Cruz? Well, because <laughs> I love Apollo Cruz, and he, we all love Apollo Cruz. So him and Buster McAbee had a match in October. It was a uh, Buster's big comeback match. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Apollo was pretty rude about it, but at the end they hugged and made up. But the Rising Stars were not happy about that. Um, the Rising Stars were basically, Apollo took them under his wing, mm-hmm. was just showing them the ropes. They're pretty new to the business. Apollo's a long-time <clears throat> vet. Uh, so afterwards, they were trying to put the boots to Buster, and Apollo was like, no, no, we're done. We've we've done. And some friction collided. Apollo attacked them. They attacked Apollo. Shenanigans occurred. <laughs> and then later in the night, the Rising Stars won the tag team titles. Mm. So... With Apollo's long legacy in EWA, we gave him the opportunity for the tag team titles and to get revenge against the Rising Stars. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, still searching for a partner. Um, he's going through a long list of, uh, hey, Mikey D. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, we, 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 uh, yeah, we have history. You he's, never know. He's told me some, uh, some, uh, what he's looking for in the guy. He says he wants someone that's wrestled in a rage in a cage before. He needs someone that knows... How the cage feels. He wants a former tag team champion. Sorry, put that finger down. Damn it. <laughs> it was the middle finger, okay? He wants a former tag team I've champion. I've held up the tag team championship oh, no, several no, times. You can, 
Talk to Apollo. You never know. He's still auditioning people. You know, I, I'd be down for the audition, but even if not as the uh, tag team partner, you never know. People <laughs> people need managers. People need crooked referees. I mean, not crooked referees. Crooked. Actual referees. I, I wear many hats. So, uh, Apollo, if you're listening, <laughs> you know we love you, buddy. You know, we, we met up at that Metallica concert a couple years ago, if you remember that correctly. <laughs> the stars aligned, and we were out there rocking, so... No, but that's cool. Um, uh, I was hoping it was going to be a buster, but he decided one and done. He's, that's what he said he was going to do, and he stuck to it. I thought I was going to break him, to be honest, but so he's more strong-willed than me. So check it out. EWA, Rage in the Cage, live pro wrestling, uh, Saturday, January 18th, Tall Cedars Hall, Parkville, Maryland. Uh, 7, 7 o'clock for the appetizer, 7.30 for the main course, and um, ticket every single match in a steel cage. You can't beat that. From beginning to end. Um, and, you know, tickets on sale right now. You want to call 443-858-2755. I'm sure you'll get uh, Mr. Jim Christian on the line right yep. there. So yeah, you can reserve still... your tickets there or just That's get right. it at the door. Wherever you prefer. But it's going to be a blast, I'm telling you. Check we out. Got a lot of, lot of oh, we have a musical performance by um, this young upstart named Blair who's going to be singing Team EWA down to the ring. How about that? Song, his hit song, Gravity. Gravity. It's actually anti-gravity, but it's called gravity. It's kind of confusing. <laughs> we had a long debate on which side he should wrap down to the ring. It's like gravity can't hold me down is the main hook. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but it's called gravity. So, but yeah. I feel you. He'll be coming with Team EWA. That's awesome. See, there's a lot, a lot of variety in the show. And uh, check out EWAMaryland.com, but also EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, there's a lot going on there. So, Big Ugly, you've been waiting. I know. This, this is the time. We're going to talk about it. And, and CM Funk as well. We're going we're gonna to, in a galaxy, you know, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Let's jump in and then uh, we'll just finish this podcast off with. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen Star Wars, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, and you still want to go see it without knowing what's going on, turn this podcast off right now. You've been listening for an hour, hour and a half. That's great. We appreciate you. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And if you Google Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, you can hear us 10 other places. But um, let's talk about Star Wars. Um, we'll start with Big Ugly, cause, uh, and we'll, we'll move around the table. So, okay, everybody here has seen it. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. So... Let's let's go backwards. Let's go uh, do the five star system, and let's and then we'll explain how many stars and why. So out of five stars, five being the highest, big ugly. What did you think of the movie? Um, I give it a solid three and a half. I knew the half was coming. Yeah. You you, you all right? So I didn't yeah. know which one. Three and a half. All right. CM Funk. Uh, four stars for me. Four. Okay. Chris. Gotta go with three. Okay. Um, I'm going with three and a half too. I gotta go with my partner because there's. There's some things good, some things change. Okay, so let's go around the table. Let's talk about it. CM Funk. Let's do a little, little cap, a little history. So, going into from the Last Jedi into the Rise of Skywalker, what actually happened? Let's do the recap real quick. Recap. Uh, recap the movie, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. So, yeah, um, <laughs> started out with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It did. And it, then it did the Star Wars thing, and then it did the scroll. We don't um, have to go that oh, uh, we don't have to go that detail. Deep. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it was basically Kylo Ren showing him going to figure out uh, basically, you know, where the Emperor was mm -hmm. and all, uh, which he did. And then it was Ray and her band of uh, resistance uh, team, Poe, Finn, 3PO, mm -hmm. BB-8, Chewie. 
um, all the, all the uh, regular players, and they were going um, in search of this thing to find Palpatine as well. Right. All, this this uh, map key or whatever you want to call it. Yep. And then it was a big battle at the end, and when they all found Palpatine, and and it was the resistance against the uh, the the new Empire, or mm-hmm. the uh, Final Order, I believe, is what they Final were Order. Yeah. Order. So, um, but yeah, and that was pretty much it. And good guys win. So we found out who Ray was. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's Palpatine's granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the bloodline goes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we also find out that uh, to, even though she is Palpatine's granddaughter, towards the end, the the amalgams or whatever of uh, Han and Leia, uh, not Han and Leia, uh, Luke and Leia, were there at um, the Skywalker old residence at where the, the uncle uncle uh, the uncle Owen and Amperu. Thank you, the Lars homestead. Lars or right. Tatooine and Tatooine, and uh, you know there there it was, and then they show up, and she says her name was Ray Skywalker. Right. Um, that I guess that was the rise of the Skywalker that we're talking about. She has absolutely no Skywalker blood in her whatsoever, but she is Ray Skywalker. She just assumed that role. Um, and we also saw Kylo Ren, who was uh, ch- ch- uh, in the last movie, in the Last Jedi. You know, between heel face, heel face, and then you know uh, he ended up turning face and then getting killed uh, or dying. So sacrificed himself to save Ray. Apparently. There was a whole lot of back and forth during that whole thing. You didn't know who was going to go where and what was going to happen, but then there it was. So that was the lowdown. Big Ugly, mm-hmm. let's talk about the three and a half. Okay. So I gave, I gave it, it a half. All right, I gave it a three and a half because I felt like overall I enjoyed the movie. Um, overall. I just felt like... Um, you got to watch the movie this time. There was no... Uh, Domestic yeah. dispute or anything. Yeah, there was no like craziness <laughs> going on in the theater. Okay, good. So yeah, so um, but even if it was, like I said, I, I you were Star Wars was worth it. I would have stayed for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to tackle somebody. All right, so <laughs> so um, I, I gave it a three and a half because I felt like as a movie and stuff, it was it was enjoyable. I, I liked it. I just felt like as a sequel to the Last Jedi, it didn't necessarily work and I feel this way and I felt like it was intentional because it was obvious that they were trying to retcon things from The Last Jedi mm-hmm. but I felt like this movie needed to be the sequel to The Force Awakens and then we should still be looking forward to a third movie it's like it took it in such a different direction that had no setup whatsoever that it was just like it was like you were watching something completely different from what you had just seen previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I give it a three and a half. But overall, as its own movie, I did enjoy it. I just felt like for it to put the stamp on the trilogy, it, it's just, it, it just wasn't there. Okay. Do you think it wrapped um, in, in that same vein? Did you think it wrapped up any of the storylines, wrapped up <coughs> any of the characters? Like, there, you know, we should be still waiting for another movie, or did it wrap it up nicely enough no. to where... Hey, you know, we're done and we gotta yeah. move on to something else. No, I mean as far as wrapping I mean it wrapped it up, you know, with the characters. I guess for me when I say like it should have been a sequel, I felt like maybe not so much as the actual wrapping up, like the ending itself should have been the sequel, but I'm just talking about like the building up of finding about finding out about Palpatine still being alive. Mm-hmm. We should have known that in the second one. Sure. They should have had the final face off with him in this third one. Okay. If you see what I'm saying. Um, but we shouldn't have been finding out he's still alive and then defeating him almost immediately <laughs> in that same movie. Yeah. You know, it's like I feel you. It, it doesn't. It, it's too big of a reveal 
for it to just end so quickly, if you see what I'm saying. Um, I think it was only revealed in the trailers of this movie, too. It wasn't It wasn't mentioned at all in the last movie. Yeah, right? no, yeah. not at all. Because, and I mean, even though J.J. Abrams, the director, has tried to say that this was, I don't know, his plan all along, it's obvious it was not. <laughs> it was not at all. There wasn't even a hint or a right. tease or nothing. like a yeah. breadcrumb. No cackle, ha, 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 nothing. nothing. That could have been at the end of the last movie. Yeah, no, no, no yeah. They completely just... Pulled this out of thin air because they were concerned about going in a completely different direction um, because of, like, you know, a lot of the fan criticism from The Last Jedi. That's okay. what it was. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, let's go over to you. Um, you so you gave it uh, a solid number. Solid three. Yeah, I, li- I liked it. Okay. I- I've never been a huge Star Wars guy. Like, I didn't watch them, the original trilogy, for the first time until I was, like, 16. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that, like childhood emotional connection that some others may have but i I like the movie itself um there's parts i hate i did not like the palpatine thing where it's just like oh the dead lives whoa or the dead speaks Mm -hmm. it's like oh okay so we're just gonna bring back this dude that got murdered 40 some years ago in this storyline um i hated the chewbacca fake out absolutely hated that because it made no sense whatsoever oh it must have been a different transport there was no other transport you're (laughs) just making shit up yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like if if they had killed him it would have like it would suck but it would also make it mean something but Mm -hmm. instead it's just like oh he's in a different but it was just some other dudes that happened to be there (laughs) what okay um yeah, stuff like that. I uh, I like the action. Yeah, it's fine. Good action. It was uh, yeah, it was good. Not great. Not historic. Not something I need to see again in the theaters or anything. Sure. You know, I'll rewatch when it's on Disney Plus or whatever. A lot, lot of false finishes though in this movie. A lot, lot of lot of changing back and forth of momentum. If you want to bring it all back to wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I did like the Kylo Ren stuff. I really liked that. I liked how. He, I mean, he was a highlight of the film. No, then, yeah, yeah, he acted his ass off. Yeah. And I, I would love to. I, he's actually going to do some other movies and other things. So, but I, I really enjoyed him as well in this movie and this character. So a solid yeah. three. And I tell you, you know what? The false finish you're talking about. Uh, speaking of another one, I found to be a false finish was the uh, the uh, uh, dang. What's the guy? Finn mm-hmm. and the whatever the thing was he wanted to tell Ray. Yes. And oh, they, yeah. they never cycled back to it. No. Nope. To the point where J.J. Abrams had to like tell an audience, you know, like <laughs> right. in an interview, like what it was, and it's just like. Why wasn't this? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you should have like they referenced right, it they re- twice. twice. Like, yeah. Why would you build this? It's like yeah. yeah, they built it and then it was just like eh, doesn't matter. False when, when did they? They were gonna do it, but then it was like when Ray kissed Kylo. Did he see that? No, no, he didn't. It, see it had nothing. It had nothing. I didn't know yeah. if it was Ray or, or it was gonna tell Ray I love her or whatever. The, no, the big no. reveal of what he was gonna say was when he ended up using the Force. Correct. Oh, okay, right. He okay. was Force sensitive, is what right. he was gonna tell her. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Although they did kind of sprinkle it around this whole, you know, him and her kind of thing. So that's again false finish. They they teased, but they never paid it off. Well, because nah, it wasn't supposed Poe, to be that. It's All right. Poe. <laughs> that's that's the connection right there. Okay. Nah, I didn't get that either, but yeah. <laughs> that's what people say on the I, internet. Yeah, I, know. I know. I, I read it and I was just like, I, I just don't get it anyway. Because all these people on the internet, they were in the uh, the boardroom. Right, like, yeah. Talking, you know, that's right. Helping, yeah. helping write it, but anyway. All right, CM Funk, your turn. Big Star Wars historian, huge. So Look, let's go I, through it. I understand what everybody here is saying and all. I, I somewhat agree with the whole Palpatine thing. Like, it just kind of kind of seemed out of the blue but i'll be honest i feel like they teased it in a sense by never really revealing 
Snoke and what he was or mm-hmm. who he was or if someone was controlling him or not, you know, that kind of thing. So so I can I can see that. I, I get, though, where people could feel like it's, you know, just kind of plugged in there to, you know, create, you know, surprise or... Create you know, buzz for the movie or whatever it is. All that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I had no problems, really. I, I had no problems with the film because it... I do have that emotional connection. I mean, that was that was my movie growing up. Always has been, always mm-hmm. will be. If you guys come to my house to do a podcast, if you ever would like to come to the um, right. the Garden Estate and all, um, Garden Estate, you, you you will see that I am a nut when it comes to Star Wars. I had no problems. It hit all the emotional attachments that it needed to hit. Mm-hmm. When Chewie, when the tease of Chewie dying went, I was like, I was dumbfounded and stunned, and I didn't have a problem with there being a second, um, you know, transport. So what? <laughs> <laughs> it was just their way of getting out of it. It could, have, it could have been there. It might not have been there. You don't know. It's not like they panned back and showed you the whole scene or anything. You know, uh, Leia dying. I, I freaking was crying in there. And was all. that I mean, something that was planned from the beginning, or is that because no, of character? no, no, it was no, because no, of character. Just, okay, that's what I thought. Because in this movie was supposed to be about Leia. Like okay. she, because like the first one was about Han. Sure. You know, um, Force Awakens. Last Jedi was really about Luke. Yep. Yeah. Like they were kind of giving the old guard, you know, their whole, their, you arcs. Know, their, their yeah. yeah, their chance to shine individually and all, which I think would have been cool. But I think they did. I think they did the best job they could possibly do with Leia with what footage they had to sure. use, and they had to build the story around the which foot, you could tell footage. that actually they right. did that. Yeah, but they did it very I, well. I thought they did it um, extremely well. When, um, when, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Maz, um, gave the, uh, the medal and all to Chewie mm-hmm. and all, which he deserved to have one since 1977, 42 <laughs> years ago. Um, you know, that, that just, I cried again, you know, like I, I, I was, I was a little, you know, um, I was Perclunch. emotional through it. Yeah. So I had no problems with it. Um. But you, you didn't know, give it a five. You gave it a four. I, I gave it a four. Yeah, I, it wasn't a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, but for me, it hit home on everything. It brought closure to everything that it needed to bring closure to. And you know, I love all the callbacks to you know previous movies, the, especially the original trilogy and all mm-hmm. everything. So, um, yeah, I, I was fine with it. I, I I went into it fearing the absolute worst, and when I walked out, I was like, man, I actually do want to go back and see it again. Good, you know, which. Uh, the last couple of Star Wars movies I haven't necessarily felt that way. So, did you enjoy Billy D? Oh yeah, I love Lando. <laughs> Are you kidding, man? I mean, he was still he was still Lando. He like, was. I mean, for a guy that hadn't played that character in forty years, you know, I mean, he was dead on it. So um, that's cool. You know, and he, he even had a little bit of um, the swagger that came along with um, the the younger version of uh, Billy D from the Solo movie mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Lando, Charles Gambino. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah Donald Glover. So um, Donald Glover. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fantastic. So and then uh, for me, the the biggest pop that I got was those. For those that may not have been familiar with it, was when the entire uh, fleet of people came in to help and all, mm-hmm. and they planted the one old guy flying his uh, you know starfighter, and it was Wedge from the original um, oh, three shoot. movies. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it was the X-wing uh, fighter Wedge Antilles. Yeah, he he. Um, Dennis Is that the Lawson. actual actor? Yep, Dennis wow. Lawson. He, nice. He never wanted to reprise the role, but they managed to get him back for this one and all. So it was it was great. I mean, he was only there for a split second, but it was That's him. all he needed. Yeah. Right. And also. Cool. Yeah. 
And so where does it go from here? Uh, do they do they make another? Do, do, does the, does Disney run with this and do another trilogy and then just keep going with a different part of the story, or they nah. just hit up Mandalorian and hit up these other nah. universes? Nah. Nah, not at all. But before I answer that, yo, I will say super hyped to see Ray's uh, new lightsaber at the end. Yes. That joint is dope. I yeah, was there like, you go. Oh. Yeah. It, it made me want to see another drink. I just want to see her use that. But but uh nah, I think this I think the trilogy is, is done. Um and I think that really I think they're gonna focus a lot on these shows, you know, because the Mandalorian did really well for Disney Plus, so um and they got the Obi Wan show coming and I think that that's gonna be their arena for yeah. for a while. Yeah, I think Disney I mean they gotta build the Disney Plus um, you know, right. archive basically at this point, outside of the existing Disney films and sure. things like that. So I think that's where they head. And you can easily take any of the characters that were in these movies and have them branch off into their own, sure. you know, eight episode season, you know, of a streaming show. So hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. that's I love it. the Mandalorian too. That was so good. I'll be honest. Uh, before any spoilers on that, I haven't seen. I haven't yet to sit down and watch the last episode of the season. So. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, no spoilers on okay. that. Okay. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. I, I still have not yet watched the first episode of the season. Although I have been. But you watch the last one? So. No, I've not. <laughs> um, I've just been following it along on social media. So I don't know who all these people were that died, but I'll describe but them to you. We'll, we'll find out because I, I I got the uh, the Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus package for like ten. Ninety nine a month or something yeah, like that. Right. So that's a not not a bad package at all. Yeah, and it's uh, great. It's great. You can watch all the Disney movies, and all the Star Wars movies, and half of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a drink right before you said that. Hey, speaking of like brand people bad, I did, I did enjoy the uh, the voices that came back yes. from the different Jedi. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it was like everybody. They got and, everybody, and it was some of the um like the the cartoon like Rebels yeah, they got Jedi, a sucker uh, Jedi, right? Yeah. And, so it was like people even outside of just yeah. the movies. It was, was a good cool. fan movie. Yeah. Yeah, in that way too because it, it was definitely a, a huge points. fan movie yeah. definitely yeah when like, Harrison yeah. Ford popped up I'm like yeah. what's, what's but happening he's dead man yeah. I, I actually think that was supposed to be Leia I think that originally really? that, that, that was going to be Leia, and then because she was gone, they had to like yeah. call Harrison Ford in there right. like, "Hey, we need you." I had that would have made sense if Leia was in that yeah. scene with him because yeah, I because, had no problem with that either. Though. Right? Oh, yeah, I, cool I, I think that's what be Leia definitely. Yeah, but it's cool that Harrison Ford did make a little. I mean, you know, because once his character finally died for real, all of them come back as these force these amalgams ghosts. or force amalgams or whatever they call them. Yeah, so that it's cool that that happens. Um, and a couple of were, were there any correlations, any shout outs yeah, to Mandalorian? They're getting a bit loose with that too, but mm. yeah, no. with the whole people coming back as Force Ghosts. Because yeah. at first it was something that you had to learn. Now it's just like, oh, you just die and everybody just becomes a Force Ghost. Like, <laughs> yeah. like when did Kylo Ren learn to do that? Okay, but yeah. <laughs> well, like once you turn, once you turn to the good side, to the light yeah. side of the Force, like, <laughs> you were able to you know, do that, come back from the dead yeah. whenever you want. The, the the only callbacks to the Mandalorian and and Mike, it'll be a small spoiler, not a major I, one. Was the ability to heal uh, using right, the force? Yeah. Okay, like that was like really the only, which is why they kind of mentioned it because in the episode of Mandalorian that released <laughs> yeah. right before Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. was the first time it was used. Oh, okay, and then they did it in the movie too. So you kind of had to they had to get that in there yeah. before because otherwise people are going to be like, what? Yeah, when, yeah. So, never knew yeah. the force could heal people, but it, apparently it can. Yeah, and so. it, in in books and things maybe that aren't necessarily canon because I've read a lot of the novels and everything. Mm-hmm. Like they, the force has been used in that aspect. It just had never appeared on the movies sure. and stuff. So, one a big deal for it. And it's it made a lot of money. It's still making money. It came out at the right time. Uh, 
It's not making as much money as the previous one. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was doing pretty well. I mean, it's doing it's doing good. It just isn't making what like what the last Jedi made like when it first uh, mm. came out. Okay. Um, which is another reason I think Disney is definitely going back off. Of okay. These trilogies because it's going in the other direction. Right. Correct. It's just, yeah. It's just been too too much. Something. Yeah. It's, it's been it's, overkill lately. Sure. So. And this year we got Bad Boys for Life coming out. That's uh, going to be fun. If you get a chance, go see Cats. Really? It's insanity. Okay. It's if you do drugs, do drugs before you go see <laughs> it. It'll make it better. But it was absolute insanity. I don't know what I saw, and I want to see it again just to make sure. But I'm familiar with the Broadway show. So. Oh, like I heard everybody hates that movie. No, but it's <laughs> it's a it's like an acid trip. I think I, I've never it's done about acid, the experience, but. Yeah, no, I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't right. even want to say a theater. Run play. it on I'm DVD. Good. Just yeah. trust me. You'll just be like, "What is happening?" And saw the Ghostbusters two trailer or a Ghostbusters twenty twenty trailer actually uh, during one of these movies. That yeah, I saw on the past yeah, that looks pretty decent. So it a it, lot of it, it's a it's a current day story, but a lot of throwbacks to the the eighties movies. So yeah, it came it, from the same storyline. Right. It's more the storyline of the the eighties movies as opposed to the reboot. Yeah, no women. Up. No women Ghostbusters. None of that shit. Uh, but I, I want to see cameos in the movie. I want to see. Uh, see, I don't want them to release. I want to see what happens with it. So, a- anybody else interested in the uh, the 1917? Oh yeah, movie? yeah. The oh, trailers look good, yeah. dude. I'm I'm so stoked to see that. It comes out uh, January 10th okay. na- nationally. So, right. A but, friend of mine saw it. He lives in California. He says uh, amazing. Yeah. It, wow. He like put it at the top of his 2019 list yeah, already. Like they yeah. filmed, they filmed parts of it like in like single takes and stuff, and it was just like you know constant filming and that kind uh, of thing. Also, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So pretty, 1917, pretty, pretty ecstatic for that. Cool. And then we got uh, Bill and Ted Three, I think, coming out at uh, some point. <laughs> Matrix Four, we talked about all Nothing that. Nothing like yeah. nostalgia. <laughs> I love nostalgia. It's great. So, uh, we're, we're about that time. We can wrap it up and move yeah, on. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. so uh, let's see. What's coming up next? Uh, you know, we got the Royal Rumble Live coming up later this month. Uh, but in, in between then, listen to this podcast and listen to all of our archive because this is number 76, but we got 75 out there and beyond on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and also uh, if you Google Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, you'll find a lot of different ways. Uh, so, Chris, feel free to share it wherever EWA Pro Wrestling is around. You know Let it. Mr. Joe Clunk know, and I'm, I'm so proud that, uh, you know, he was just another friend of mine. We just talked wrestling and did a backyard thing, and then now he's doing lots of great things. So I'm oh, just glad yeah. he's still there. And hey, he's a very valuable asset. I love you, Clunk. There you go. Joe Clunk, the man. The man they call Clunk. The man they call Joe. Um, and hopefully I'll be back with y'all sometime soon. Just keep me posted on that. Apollo, if you're listening, um, I can be a great asset to you. I can stand on the apron and distract people. Um, I know I know where referees' attention is supposed to go. I've done that before, so you let me know. I can always pull the leg or you know sweep the leg, whatever it can be. Oh, by the way, Cobra Kai Season 3 coming out later this year, too, so check that out on uh, YouTube Plus or whatever the hell See, it's I called. haven't watched that just because I don't want to subscribe to YouTube Plus. Right. It's well, like, ah, it's, it looks cool, but it doesn't look cool enough for me to... You can watch Seasons 1 and Seasons 2 right now on YouTube for free. Oh, right. Regular YouTube. You just, yeah, when yeah. Season 3 comes out, you'll have to pay for that or wait six months and then you can get it for free. Well, uh, you perfect. know what? So, I think you just gave me something to do this weekend. Free, as far as I know. So, yeah, and uh, speaking of nostalgia, that's good stuff. So big ugly, what do you got here? Happy, it's a happy new year. We got another year of podcasts coming. Yeah, man, another, on our way to one hundred, right? Yeah, 
It's, I feel like it's taken us in a long time to get there, but yeah. Well, I mean, if we yeah. we're doing three to four weeks every podcast, so yeah. we're going to do at least at least twelve podcasts right. this year, one every yeah. month, but maybe more. Uh, this this month we're doing two because we got the Royal Rumble, and I'm sure right. we're going to do uh, one on the road for Elimination Chamber. Definitely uh, with uh, Mr. Justin Tucker, Jason Tucker, you know, the man they called not Justin. And then I'm sure we'll have a big WrestleMania podcast as well. If we do that live, we might need seven hours for the podcast, though. Okay. <laughs> I hope they're learning their lesson. As a matter of fact, let's just skip that. Hey, 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 hey. New, New Japan, Russell yeah. Kingdom this weekend. I was, was about to say. Fourth and fifth, two nights. So they, they took the, the right route and split it up. So. That's right. And then I'm sure on the next podcast in between, um, you know, when we're talking about the Royal Rumble, uh, we'll be talking about New Japan results. And that's your uh, CM Funk. That's your area right there. So, good stuff, man. Thanks for joining us, guys, and, and girls, and anybody else who's listening, you know, uh, who, however you identify out there. we got new storylines happening in WWE, so whoever you identify with, it don't matter, because they're opening a the door for everybody. Um, let's see, anything else on my list? John Morrison made a, a comeback appearance on SmackDown last night in the locker room of The Miz, which I wasn't sure why. Um, Sheamus came back. They were tag team, uh, tag team champs. Here. Were they? Yeah. yeah. Miz yeah. and Morrison. Yeah. yeah that was oh, you know the what? The dirt sheets or whatever. That's what right. Like the dirt I forgot. Because John Morrison's been Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Everything Impact. I forgot all about what he does. Dude, them against the New Day should be pretty good if they go that route. I can dig that. And I, and I guess he's Johnny SmackDown now. So yeah. there we go. We got our answer. Johnny, Johnny Fox. Johnny Middle. Johnny Fox. <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> Johnny cashing that last paycheck. That's right. <laughs> Doesn't have to do the grind every weekend. Sheamus came back. Uh, looks like he turned heel pretty quickly. Dude, Rudolph is on um, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer is on NXT. <laughs> And there, there, there's somebody I mentioned to CM Funk. There's my mark out moment of 2019, yeah. Keith Lee. And uh, whoever was uh, doing the production and the camera work, however, whoever thought of shooting it diagonal across the ring while whoever's standing there in the corner and Keith Lee, like, popping up behind. Oh, as, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've done that a couple times now. That's Baylor. Genius. Genius. Um, he did it with the Santa hat on, too, when, uh, during the holiday show. <laughs> it's genius. Keith Lee is so freaking good. Oh, um, basking in his glory. Please don't ever send him to the main roster because he'll get wasted up there. Um, he is so it's freaking like good. like most of the NXT roster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what, when you talk about Velveteen, Velveteen Dream earlier, I hope when he does make an appearance up there, they actually use him. And, you know, shout out to Patrick. Awesome. Local guy. Good, t- good stuff. Um, but, yeah. That's good. So we'll come back in, in about a month. So listen to us. And uh, thank you, Chris, for coming out. And oh, to your, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, your old stopping grounds out here in beautiful oh, yeah. Timonium, Maryland, wherever the mansion yep. 2.0 is. Hey, one last big Delaney. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Big Ugly? One last uh, Star Wars thing. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the Clone Wars cartoon show is coming back on this year for like to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. For final season, if you're a fan of the Do anime it. stuff. Yeah, the animation. Do it. Check it out. And, and speaking of cartoons, before we go uh, on Xfinity, which you, you know uh, we talk about Xfinity, uh, all of the uh, Voltron Defender of the Universe, all three seasons, including the the bullshit season with the the cars and the spaceships. Oh, those were great. They're yeah. underrated. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. I watched it. It's it's got the same voices. It's at Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime's actually in that whole series uh, as one of the rulers of Anus or Eris or whatever the hell it's called. Um, but it, it, it has no. Uh, it's not the Lions. I don't know. It was interesting enough, but if I never saw the Lions, I would like that Voltron. But anyway, uh, all the He-Man Masters of the Universe episodes are on there, too. It's uh, a lot of great stuff on Xfinity this time, on, on demand this time of year, so go check it out. All right. Wrap this up. We'll see you at the Royal Rumble. 
Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Ah, nice. Buzzer. <laughs> <laughs>